Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Go. <laughs> oh, that was funny. All right. This is the Cousins <laughs> AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keeves, coach of the Super Subs, and I'm here with my cousin Jados. Coach of NFNL, KFKL, No Fife, No Life, No Fife, No Life. Mate, this is our third episode. And you've still got the same team name. I just want to know what's going on. What? Surely there's been some discussions back at back no at HQ. Um, we had our team AGM, and um, I think it's all systems go on the team name. That's funny because I heard uh, from just around the grounds that the boys are all pretty pretty mopey at training. The coaching staff's flat. The owners not having a good time. And it's all just because of the team name. Oh, really? I, I've um, heard a couple of things in the rumor mill, actually, Yeah, about the super subs. Yeah, I've heard um, you've been copying a little bit of criticism online about some comments you made in um, the previous episode. Did you want to maybe that address? There has been some uh, some comments, and I, I just want to take everyone back in time a week and sort of rehash some of the, some of the things I said. It's, um. It just it wasn't on to be honest, and I just want to apologise from the bottom of my heart to Rory Laird. Uh, we love what you're doing, mate. The the hugs and and the, all the handballs. Just, hugs are good for everyone, aren't they? Just keep it up, mate. Um, and honestly, if I could give you a hug right now, I would because I just want to wrap my arms around you, and let you know that I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> Great. Well, that's that's gonna go a long way in uh, repairing your reputation as a fantasy coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's. We should probably get into it. Getting a bit goofy with these intros, aren't we? Yeah, but that's that's the whole point, mate. Yeah, we're we're striving to be a fun fantasy podcast, aren't we? No, no. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about stats. Stat. Well, last episode was all about stats. It was a bit. Of, I hope it wasn't too dry, to be honest. Hey, look, when you're discussing the pigs, I feel like you you've got to come prepared and and get into the stats. Get that's, dirty with it. That's like what the pigs do. That's what the episode called for. So, and hey, we're diehard fantasy coaches, and we sort of made made this podcast with diehard fantasy coaches in mind. So, emphasis on hard, hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So to, today we're going to talk about we're going to get stuck into our teams. Finally, I think it's taken a little while for us finally. to get around to it. But episode three, we're going to start launching into this year's season, and we're going to chat about our teams a little bit um, and we're going to run through a few things. What's going on in uh, NF, NL, KF, KL land? Yeah, you got it. Nice. Well, Fife is uh, sitting at <laughs> sitting at the helm. He's, uh, he's <laughs> no, he's, he's not. Just, for, just let's clarify that that was definitely a joke. Fife is not in my team. Why not? Uh, he will never be in my team. He's actually my keeper, keeper team. So, I- so you've abandoned your team name? Yeah. Really, no, not just, the name, but you just hanging. You just hanging on. He's our spiritual leader. He doesn't have to be in. He doesn't have to be scoring points for the lads to to rev him up. The super subs don't have a spiritual leader. No, maybe Xavier Ellis. He loved to sub. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I feel like it's a good choice. He's, he's a great man in the fantasy community these days. X-Man, if you're listening, just know that whatever you do, it shines shines down on subs, man. <laughs> also, come chat to us someday because that would just be a fun time. That would. It'd be awesome. Um, all yeah. right. Let's actually get cracking. So we're going to start with, we're going to talk about who is just absolutely set in our teams, who has been there since the start and isn't moving. And I'm going to throw it to you, Keebs. Who have you had in your team from day one. I just want to start off by saying it's, it's exciting to, to get into the team stuff, mate. It feels like we've been waiting for a while to do this, but there's a few. So the first picked in my team and the player that absolutely will not leave under any circumstances is McRae. He's the man. He's going to be better without dunks this year. Um, he's my M1 captaincy material. We, we covered him in the pigs episode, but he's an absolute beast. I just... I can't. I couldn't get rid of him. He's he's he was my first pick. Who was your first pick? Yeah, he was also my first pick, and yeah, he's not leaving my team either. I think we're both like very keen on McRae. He's got further opportunity. He's like un- underpriced. I think most people would agree. Yeah. Um, is a lock. Who great, else? Great minds. Uh, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly was in my team very early on in the preseason, and he hasn't left. He will not be leaving. He's my M2 at the moment, so I've gone pretty cheap um, right at the top in the mids. It's just, you know, the guys like Laird, Steele, they just, they, to me anyway, both seem like they're pretty pretty fully priced. So to get two guys like McRae and Kelly who are capable of doing a 110 plus, even 115, McRae's done a 122 before um, for the price they're at. It's just too good to pass up. Who else? Titch. Yeah, he's my M3, hasn't left again. Same, same as Kelly and Kelly and McRae. Another guy that's priced, you know, around that, around that hundred mark that won't be leaving my team. He's a pig. We all know what he can do at Collingwood. More opportunity, more CBAs. You can't really go past him. Um, Sheed hasn't left my team either. That's another one. So those four at the top of my mids. Um, have stayed there for the entire preseason. So they're your M1 to four. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. That's like, that's a good solid foundation for the team, I reckon. It's good to be set because last year I was sort of umming and ahhing between Steel, Took and McRae up until 10 minutes before lockout almost. So to have- and They all kind of ended up being bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did. It's funny. I, I remember celebrating McRae early in the year thinking, yeah, he was the one and he, he flopped. But I don't know. Yeah, you stay up for long enough. You're kind of bound to have a down year at some stage. But I'm fir- firmly in the bounce back camp for McRae this year. Mm-hmm. What about what about you? What what's uh, mids haven't left your team? Oh, mids. Well, actually, those same same three that you started with, McRae, Kelly, and Titch, yep. are all in my team, and they're not leaving. The one that could possibly leave is Kelly, but I'm actually really big on him. I think he's going to have a massive year. Well, who would he possibly leave for? Mm. There's a couple of names I'm sort of keen on in that sort of like low hundred price range. Um, maybe we'll get into them later, but at the moment it's Kelly, and he's he's honestly sat there for about three weeks straight now. So I'm pretty pretty keen on him. But there's a name that I wanted to talk about that's been in my team since day one, and I've been very confident with him, and it's Rowan Marshall. I mean he's popular, so I don't feel like I have to do too much justifying, but like I was big on him the whole time. I know a lot of people were 
like sort of a bit iffy on him. Yeah, I've flip flopped with the with the whole Campbell thing. But the way I see it, he's their main man. And like, how many games do you realistically see Campbell playing? Like, yeah, not five tops, you not know? too many. Marshall is a top two rock, and where he's priced at, I think you'd be pretty silly not to start with him. Plus, the news that just came out a couple of days ago about him saying he wants to embrace being the number one rockman and. He's like his body is feeling the best it's ever felt, and he's strong. Like he said, he's running better than he ever has. He's lifting better than he ever has, and it's just kind of confirmed to everyone that he's someone you kind of have to start with. Like, it's more of a risk not to start with him. I think. I think it's one of those classic examples of the fantasy community just thinking a bit too much about something. Like you know, Campbell played the last game of last year. I think really just as insurance for Marshall, maybe to make sure he didn't get too too banged up in the last game of the season. But yeah, realistically, like you said, you're not playing Tom. Yeah, Campbell over in over the, the course of the season, I think Marshall, yeah, is going to be mostly either solo rocking or you know at the very least he's playing bulk rock time. Yeah, and I, that's what he's been training for all preseason. I think he's going to have a huge year. Yeah, I agree that he's going to have a massive year. He's been in and out of my team, not so much recently, but more towards the start. Again, because I think I was overthinking things a little bit. But yeah, he's been stuck in R2 for me for a while now. What about what about defense? Have you got any defenders that have stayed in the team? I've got one. <laughs> I've, I've got one, and I reckon it might be the same player. Yo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot Yo, the Yo-Yo. It's pretty hard to ignore at that price. He's averaged 100 plus. Basically three times. Yeah. He's a beast. Inside yeah. mid. Yeah. Even if he underperforms, it still feels like a 90 plus is on the cards comfortably. And he's far, far cheaper than, than a 90 average. So Yeah. I mean, the only argument you could make is just the fact that he hasn't been able to get his body right for probably like two to three seasons. But I don't think that's a reason not to pick someone as cheap as that. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like from all accounts that we've heard, He's had a great preseason. He's feeling good and he's going to play mid-time, maybe a little bit of a defender split. But I think it's like, I think you're really kind of clutching at straws if you're trying to not pick him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the, the thing with Yo is that they've taken so long to get his body right. Like they've given him, they, they eased him in last year, played him low tog. He, he missed, you know, more than half the season last year. and. Yeah, they've given him enough time now to get his body right, so I don't really think that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's um talk about some captaincy options. Wait, this- so just just quickly. What? Because you're just you're moving us on a bit too fast there, Chief. Oh, sorry. Any forwards that have stayed in your team the whole time? I've got. I don't want to talk about my forwards. Are you, are you not you're not feeling good about it? No, no, I f- I feel good about it, but. No, let's talk about it. <laughs> Who have you got? I feel like we've got the same. Like everyone, got, in, everyone and their mum has the same forward line. Uh, yeah. So I've got four that haven't left my team. It's Cogs, mm-hmm. Taranto, yeah. Rosie, yeah. and Oscar Allen. No. Yeah. Poo-poo. He is 360K and he will average a minimum Poo-poo. of 70 this year. Doo-doo. I, 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 <laughs> I bet you. Yeah. Nah. I just don't know. Where's he sitting for you? F5. Five. Five. Yeah. So I've got Cogs, Taranto, Rosie, Miller. 
Allen and then Sin Miller as sort of a placeholder, but mate, Miller is very cheap as well. I've got I've got Toby McLean, but he's currently sitting in my midfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I so, was just about to follow up with that. McLean is my M6. Interesting. And then after him, I've got two rookies. But the, the theory behind Miller is that it's basically just a rinse and repeat of last year, except he's actually had a year being back in the system, back able to train and play games. And his um interview on the Traders – oh, sorry, Duday's interview on the Traders the other day where he just touches on Miller kind of, has kind of got me keen, so – Where's all your money, cuz? Sounds like you've gone cheap in every line and it hasn't ended up anywhere. What do you mean? Cheap. Cheap how? I've got two primo forwards, three uh, – sorry, defenders, three mid-price defenders. Oh, it's in your def- – you got – yeah, i got a pretty cheap defense. That would be it. So uh, how deep are you in defense then? What's your – is Yo your D3? D3, yeah. Who have you got after Yo? Oh, currently it's McKenna. <laughs> And I don't like it, but I yeah. want someone. <laughs> You're I trying guess. to tell me, mate. <laughs> wow. Okay. Found out. I just wanted to like sweep that that one position. Get him out team, of your team. Under the rug. That, like I'm happy to talk about every single player in my team except for Connor McKenna. I, I <laughs> br- stage. very briefly considered him, and but like I feel a bit sick. Like a, a bit like. McKenna, like a bit of spew comes out when I say the CK. Bit of spew came out of me just then. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, yeah, uh, it's just gross. So he's your D4. Yeah. Who's your D5? Uh, Jinby. And then D6? Wilmot. What what are you doing? I got money in the bank though, so it's subject to change. But I think, okay- you're gonna to have to change. There's we, we're just we're we're completely abandoning the structure at this, there's, at this point. No, there's no chance we get four solid rookies in defense. No chance. People say that every year, but I reckon I reckon fielding two. It's not. It's too you, many okay, in defense. You're saying that. How yeah. much would you bet on it? A million dollars. A million dollars. Now, what what can we bet right now? Live on the pod. I'm gonna sound like a cheap ass. <laughs> how about how about we just is do, this, are we allowed to make live bets yeah sure alright gamble responsibly yeah please please gamble responsibly we're not sponsored by any betting we're not sponsored by anyone <laughs> not yet if you're listening yeah. guys holler at us the cousins yeah. AFL fantasy podcast nah so we what about a bottle of wine next bottle of wine for the pod done well not for the pod because you know it's a long bet what what <laughs> it's it's I'm saying it's it's not gonna be for the next pod because oh, yeah, the yeah. games don't whenever start. round one is. Yeah. So well, you're saying there won't be four playing defender rookies. Uh, is that what you're saying? What I what I am saying is there will not be enough rookies in defense for you to field two solid ones. Yeah, so Oh, okay. I get what. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the distinction. There'll probably you. be four defense rookies, yeah, but, but the, one of them, two of them will suck. Just atrociously. So you wouldn't field Jinbi and Wilmot. Well, I mean, Wilmot is definitely someone I would consider fielding. Jinbi, I don't know, but it's more about the people behind them. Yeah, you, but they're not. The other two are not on your field. Yeah, but you still don't want red dots on your bench or players that aren't going to increase in price. Yeah. Okay. Well, but then I feel like this bet is getting grayer and grayer. It's not, mate. It's not. We're both going to think we've won the bet. No. 
Let's move on. We'll talk about the bit off air and then maybe we'll come to it. And then we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Next next, next podcast, tune in for the bit. <laughs> the, the official bit. That'll just be our content for the whole fourth pod. Yeah. Is just talking about the bit. <laughs> all right. We, yeah. could, we could. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Where where do we go? We've just, we've abandoned everything. Captaincy options. That's, that's where that's we're at. That's right. Yep. Well, I, when I look at my team, I don't know how many guys I would be like super comfortable cap- like say captaining round one. Yeah. So what are we defining? Are we are like, we sort of defining it as players that you would be happy captaining every week, or just players that could hold the armband for a week and you'd feel comfortable doing it? Because if that's the case, I've got McRae, Kelly, Titch, Grundy, Marshall, who even Cogs. You could captain, you know, here and there. There's only yeah. I, okay, so I agree with you that you could give any of those guys the armband, but round one is always a funny captain week because you you haven't seen anything of those players. Like you, it's a little bit more blind. Whereas like mid season, say Josh Kelly is in like really good form. You're like, yeah, I'll throw the C on him. He's got a good matchup. But like leading into it, yeah, I get you it. get what I'm saying. Um. But let's okay. Let's 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 put a blanket rule on it. Let's say who who would you be com- comfortable captaining round one if they had a good matchup? Well, all of those players, really. If Even that, Grundy, you put the C on Grundy in round one. Look me in the eyes and tell me you'd do that against Tim English. Oh, yeah, but you don't know what sort of split he's going to play with Max round one. I'd be comfortable giving him the VC in round one. Okay, but not the C. Not the C, but it's the same with Marshall. You're not, you're not probably not going to captain Marshall straight off the I'd bat. VC any of those guys you named. I'd only see McRae. McRae and Kelly. Kelly, maybe Titch, if he, if he like, dominates the, uh, uh, the preseason game. Let's just have a quick look at the schedule. Because as confident as everyone is in Titch, there are still kind of question marks around him, no? Yeah, there absolutely is. So Collingwood played Geelong round. It's probably not. <laughs> you're not. You're not confident enough. You're not gonna like go slinging your, but your the, willy. The dogs play the D's. The Giants play the Crows. Josh Kelly, captain round one. There you go. Yeah, I could. I could do it. Put it in your diary. Josh Kelly is gonna be my captain in round one. <laughs> and would you bet on that, Keeps? Yeah, hundred percent. All right. You're so you're it. saying you're, you're deciding now? Right now. I'll hold you to that. Yeah, do it, please. All right. How how far? Keeps is we? captaining Josh Kelly in round one. We're, we're what, 38 days away? And you owe me a bottle of uh, Grange. <laughs> if you don't. Yeah, fine. But if there okay, isn't- so, All right. So we're saying you have two two players that you'd be happy to put the C on round one, McRae and McRae, Kelly. Yeah, McRae and Kelly for sure. And do you think that's enough? Yes. Last year I started with McRae again as the one, as the one player I was keen to go with week in, week out. Yeah. And- yeah, I how get. Did that, how did that go for you? Well, I had a good, a really good season, but what did he score you in the grand final? Oh, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> so he let me down in the granny, but the granny is not in round one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I finished. I finished around the top one k, but yeah, I, I don't know. I was still pretty stringent in my captain choices early in the year. Like I only went with one or two, and it seemed mm. to work pretty well, but. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to this because I'm I'm kind of with you on this. I think two is all you need. 
Because we we live in an age of fantasy where you get a VC every week. Yeah, that's Maybe true. round one is a bit iffy with like, you kind of want 30 green dots, but this season, I think R3 is, is looking pretty iffy. Yeah. There's- and the one the one guy that you'd maybe um could be a green dot as your R3, I think is playing f- first game of the season maybe. Who? Is that Geelong cat? Rap. Geelong Cat the Rat? Huh? Asava? Radaglia? No. Who are you talking about? I don't even know who I'm talking about. Matt, I've got no clue who you're talking about. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, so my R3 is Asava Radaglia. <laughs> is he actually? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, What's he's priced at? 332 k Are you serious about the rat? I was. He's 332K, which is- Oh, okay. He could. So yeah. 132 above basement. And everyone's saying that they're keen to throw away the R3 if no one else comes up. But- if he gets a game regularly, which which he could because he's still relatively young and Geelong have an aging side with Reece Stanley as their ruckman, who is bad, he could pretty easily play around one average 55 and that's enough for an R3. I'd rather a green dot there than someone who's not going to play at all. Because if, you, if you're trying to choose an R3 out of all those basement guys, you're basically just throwing a dart at the dartboard and hoping that eventually – either one of them plays or you're just going to have to waste the trade to bring in someone who does. Mm. Yeah. That's that's just my thinking with the R3. But yeah. that's we're, we're straying pretty far from captaincy options here. Yeah, we are. But that's No, but I, but the point I was trying to make is that generally you get two you get two shots at it. And so guys like Rowan Marshall or Grundy or Cogs, yeah. you're like you you're so happy to throw a VC on them. Whereas you're like a bit less confident putting a C on them. Yeah, there is thought to the strat of just of starting with a red dot so you can yeah. play the VC everywhere. Yeah. But- Whereas like back even just like three or four seasons ago, I, f- I feel like people were more inclined to pay up for like a big M1 that you're like, at least I have someone I can throw the C on every week. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a very good point because, yeah, I, I guess the days of Piggery Titch or McRae when he was at his peak or even Zeret. I, I love McRae, mate. <laughs> but yeah, having having those guys is that just to be able to set up as your captain and not really have to worry was was great back in the day. But yeah, now it's not really a a problem that we have. Yeah. All right. So, Cuz, I've got a question for you, Keeps. Hit me with it, please. Who is in your team that you just can't stand looking at, but they're just in there? Um. Oh. That's an interesting question. I've got a couple for you. Okay, so I've got two. Yep. Miller is one. <laughs> yep. Because he let me down so badly last year. I only had him for one week, but man, it sucked. Um, the other one is Salem. I just, I've got, I've got it in my head that to start with a defender that either need to be considerably underpriced, which you know. He's maybe about 150k under, but I don't know if that's enough. Um, either take the lion's share of the kickouts, which he doesn't, or be an actual midfielder, which he's not. So it doesn't feel great looking at him in my, in my team there at D4, but defense is so lean this year, it's hard to find a, a better replacement. It's yeah, it's it's pretty grim. I think for me, yeah, it's that that exact line. It's just the whole of defense. Yeah, D1 and like D2. <laughs> yeah, my D2. Hard. My my 
Yeah. Well, Salem is my D2 at the moment. What? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's because I don't like any of the primo options. Apologies. Salem is actually my D3. Yo is my D4. I just had them in incorrect order because I'm a silly man. You're an idiot. Wow. All right. So. But. Sorry, just. We just, both have Salem in that category. It's a, it's a bit dirty, isn't it? It is a bit. I guess the primos in defense are just so shaky as well. Like my. D1 is Lloyd. My D2 is coming. I feel like I can make a very solid case to start with coming because he's underpriced and I think he's going to get more responsibility with the kick-ins. But when you've got, you know, the the peak defenders there from last year, like Doc, Dawson, Sinclair, Stewart, it's kind of hard to choose coming with the confidence that he's going to be better than all of them. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to be better than all, but I think he's a better pick based on. Yeah, you're his big value. on him. I'm not. I'm not very big on him, but is maybe um, maybe if I see something, but I don't. There are no like to to me. There are no big indicators that he's going to take a massive step. It's the kick-ins with the Berg. The Berg is going back forward. The kick-ins are going to open back up again. But he already was getting a lot of kick-ins. Bef- yeah, before the Berg, it's it's so. He was getting more kickouts, right? And his average was slightly higher than when the Berg came back. His kickouts dropped. His average dipped slightly, but yeah. he he his work around the ground improved. Yeah. So, but you say he's going to put forward, both of those together this season? Yes, that's that's the theory behind it. Mm-hmm. And there's not really anyone else back there in the Giants' defense that's going to take yeah a stack of kicking. It's one of those spots where I reckon you probably can actually start a coming because there's no. He's not going to be bef- like if he doesn't take the step. He's not going to be super far behind those guys anyway. Yeah, well, he averaged what ninety one. I, I like the. I think the arg- the argument I'm trying to make is that the guys that are kind of in the top, probably like four or five defenders, like Doc Dawson, Sinclair, sick even like aren't really going to take a big step. So if coming doesn't, you're not you're not losing too much. Yeah, and there's a decent case for some of them to, to regress. regress yeah. But we'll we'll touch on that we'll in a minute. Into that. So is there anyone else that you don't like looking at? Is that just defense basically? Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty happy with most of the players that I picked. Yeah, it's um it's M- vomit Kenner yeah. and Salem. It's all just defenders, man. Defense, yeah. Yeah, it's I, and I, I reckon every coach is in the same boat, and yeah. maybe some people put their hand up at some stage, which I'm hoping. But I've got money in the bank, and I'm just waiting. It's just a waiting game, I reckon. The rest of my team, I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, cool. Yeah, there's a, it kind. Of, I feel like this is kind of segueing us into what I wanted to talk about next, which is like the positions that are hard to pick. So we kind of touched on defense being really lean. Yeah, the, the entire line of defense except Elliot. Yo. Yeah. But the other position that I feel like is just such a raffle at the moment is R2. I feel like most people are rolling with Marshall. Well, it's – yeah. Marshall is my R2. Right? Yeah, when I say R2, I <laughs> – Just the I don't second. Admit, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other Ruckman that's not Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so who have you got sitting there then? I've got Brody Grundy at the moment. Me too. I had okay, so I had DC for ages. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Until the hamstring news came out. For those of you that aren't aware, a couple of days ago, um, Darcy Cameron kind of like limped off the track in training. Um, 
They have announced that he's he is fine though, and he's going to be back for the intra club and the actual preseason. So it's only going to be a small hiccup, but the same for me. It's kind of enough to be weary of actually selecting him. Yeah, he could he could come back into my side, but I'm keen on Grundy, man. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm iffy about it, but he's he's who I've got at the moment. I've got one other name that I that I would float for that position, but I've got I've got one too that I'll be touching on. <laughs> okay. Are we you want to talk about it now? We'll just segue. All right, you you go. You go first. Well, I just wanted to throw throw out Riley O'Brien. The sexy giraffe. <laughs> the baby this the sexy baby giraffe. I love him. I will love that man mm. for the rest of my life. Yeah. Even if he doesn't reciprocate. <laughs> He's, he, he'll always it be. It kind of makes heart. him even more lovable if he doesn't reciprocate. Rob, if you're listening, I love you, mate. <laughs> and you're the man. Yeah. I'll give him a nice, firm handshake when I see him. Oh. The and firm, then some. The, the firmest. The f- yeah. Tight, <laughs> tight grip. None of this floppy dead fish handshake business. A f- nice, firm handshake. Look him in the eyes. Although he'll be quite high up. But yeah, just give, show him some love. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's the man. There's not if, if, if you didn't gather already, we love Riley O'Brien. He's he's basically the mascot of our pod. <laughs> it's true. We should yeah, we should incorporate him in the branding a little bit. When they when they come over here to play, we're gonna have to try and hit him up somehow. <laughs> um, all right, where were we? Oh yeah, right. I'll make a case for Riley O'Brien. I can't make a strong case. I feel like the article that was out. Yeah, well, it's it's the article that got me keen. I I don't know. I can't see him having like a huge season. As it no, sorry, I can see him having like a a great season. Um, but just him talking about him not being at his best the last couple of years and overthinking it a bit, and he just wants to be like a better stoppage player. It's it's crazy because his average last year was only two points worse than his career high average, and he's. What about the COVID? Are we just not? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, COVID year? you know, the COVID year is the COVID year. Yeah. Doesn't really count. That average was considerably higher. But yeah, I was just talking about in terms of regular. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's inconsistent. But I think like when he was at his best, especially in that COVID year, he was a, he was Massive. really good around the stoppage. Like Massive. He, um, he was getting a lot of tackles and he was just like kind of soccering it a lot and <laughs> and just getting like kind of cheap disposals as well. It seemed like he was he was clunking them a lot better than he did last year. As yeah. Well. He uh, dropped so he dropped a lot of many marks. Yeah. Marks he, he would always get himself in good positions and then just, just like fumbly. But I think it's kind of like a confidence thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas maybe. When he's up and about like that game where he dropped the 159, where it's <sighs> like that sheer determination and like when it's going your way. You just start clunking like the craziest pack marks as well. He's that sort of guy that if if he can get on a roll, I reckon he could do a hundred plus season. Yeah, um, it it definitely wouldn't surprise me if he was. Yeah, which doesn't doesn't present like heaps of value, but like it puts him up there as an option. I think as a as maybe a, a top three or four, even he could be. Yeah, possibly. He's yeah. still in that age range where he like could improve as well. You know, like his game hasn't reached its heights. Yeah, he's he's not the youngest, but yeah, for a ruckman, he's st- he's definitely still got a lot of years left. So mm. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, 
So is there anyone else that you you can't fit in that's sort of been in and out of your team that you that you're keen on? Well, yeah, there's a couple. The first that I really love to like put in there is Jack Steele. And he's like in that kind of awkward price where you can make a strong case for him being unders if if he has a huge season. But also He's kind of just on that expensive side that you could definitely fade him as well. What are, What are your thoughts on Steele? Um, I'm not. I'm not too keen. He's, you know, he's a beast. He he'll be a beast. Yeah, but I, I can't really see him improving too much on the what one eleven, one ten that he averaged last year. I don't think he's got a, a whole lot of upside. Um, his 2021 was amazing. I don't know if that's really what we should measure him against. I don't know if I can see him improving back to that. Yeah, a 120 season is really hard to do. Like he's a safe, he's a safe 110, that's for sure. But I don't know if he's much more than that. Yeah, 115, mate. Uh, like the, the the you could look at it this way, right, Cuz? You could say that he is probably like a top four midfielder. You could you could pretty comfortably say that he's a top four midfielder, and is slightly unders. You can put it that way. You're like you're paying for someone that you know is going to be in your team at the end of the season, barring injury, and you're not paying full price for him. Yeah. So he's like a, a slightly underpriced keeper. Slightly underpriced. Yeah. I don't think there's enough meat on the bone for me to be interested. No, I think new age fantasy, you're really hunting for more value than like five points upside. Yeah. In like in like a guy that is super expensive. Well, yeah. Compared to McRae, Kelly, Titch, who were all you know ten points underpriced. 15, maybe even more. Yeah. I can't I can't really justify getting mm. steel in. Yeah. All right. And the next one I want to talk about is Nicky Dacos. Um, I think he's got upside, but I don't know. I just don't think that much. And I also think that he is <laughs> – why are you laughing at me, dog? <laughs> I think that you're yelling into the mic. <laughs> <gasps> You're about to blow my eardrums, dog. Dacos. Me and me and the listeners. <laughs> Are you gonna let me talk about my player or not? <laughs> yeah, mate. Give us give us the rundown. Well, it's halfway through the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> you mate, okay. you're halfway through the scream down. <laughs> Nick Dacos. <laughs> Okay. All right, Nick Dacos. I have been keen on him and he was in my team for a long time, but I've started to come around like in thinking that I don't think he has as much upside as I originally thought. Like he's a gun, don't get me wrong. He's going to improve, but I think he's the main tag target at Collingwood. Yeah, he's- I think he's like he's a good user. He's like he's damaging He's just that kind of player. And like, who else would you tag at Collingwood? And we even saw at the end of the season that last year that he was getting a bit more attention. Yeah, he's he is a bit of an unknown. I just think that he's so good that his upside is potentially a little too hard to ignore. It's the same for me. He's sort of been in and out. He's not in my team right now, but looking at his price compared to some of the other defenders, it's yeah, it's going to be hard to keep him out. Like, it's Salem to him is only really a stone's throw away. 
It's true. So I guess with with Dacos, you said this the other day, but like you wouldn't be surprised if he averaged like 90, but you also wouldn't be surprised if he averaged 105. Yeah. Like he could be, he could do either and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised. He just, yeah, he's a hard one to read. Yeah, that's it. And I think he showed, he showed the ceiling last year in a couple of games. Um, and they clearly want to get the ball into his hands. If he, he might get a bit more mid time, even if he doesn't, I still think he could have a lot of upside. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our noise that we make when we want to move on to the next player. He was your player, dog. It, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is Bailey Smith and uh, the big Basilenka. Oh, okay, we're back. We're back. We had to take a timeout. I, oh man, we got to Bailey Smith, and I just, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> just didn't have anything for the pod, mate. <laughs> no, okay. I, right, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk Smith. about Bailey Smith. Um, he came out so hard <laughs> at the start of last year, <laughs> but I don't. Okay, so he was he was the number one averaging player. No, he. Was he second behind Andy? He was up there for sure. He was he was in the top two definitely, like five or six weeks in. He was averaging about one twenty at least, playing huge tog. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He um he was getting heaps of CBAs. He was playing heaps of tog, and they basically gave him the keys to the kingdom and were like, "Yeah, go for it, little Basilenka, do your thing." Um, and it was awesome. He was great, and I thought maybe he could be the next pig. Um, but I don't think those time on ground stats are really sustainable. No. Like he, he's definitely going to get more mid time. Um, and I definitely think he'll be better this year, but he's such a versatile player that he like can play off the wing. He can run off half forward and just like roam around, which can be good for fantasy, but it can also be inconsistent. Um, so I think Bevo's still going to use him in a few different ways. Um, and when he was just like smashing those big numbers, he was playing like 95% tog. And I don't think he can do that for a whole, I don't think anyone can do that for a whole season. Yeah. It's playing as an, as an inside midfielder, just running around all day. It's interesting. I'm, I'm pretty keen on him as well. Just, I, I just think he's priced out of it. You know, like he's, he's got upside. There's, there's a lot of like boxes that are ticked, but he's not, he's not at a price where it's like, yeah, it's, he's not super cheap or anything. It's an interesting thought because the way that he started last year, if he comes out and he does that again this year, he's so underpriced. He's 105 and, you know, in the first few weeks, 154, 131, 147. He was just dropping ma- massive scores left and right. So it's an interesting one though. He's not in my team. And actually he hasn't been in my team at all this preseason. Yeah, but we've both talked about him a lot because, yeah, he's one of those guys that has a lot of potential. Yeah. But yeah, at, at this stage, just on that price, it's not like a must, a must pick. Yeah. All right. So I've got a few uh that I'm keen on, but I haven't really been able to fit into my team. Yeah, talk me through it. Uh the first one, you're gonna you're not gonna like it, but it's Taylor Adams. Um I just think he's so underpriced based on his history as a fantasy scorer. He was bad last year. Collingwood was kind of weird last year. I don't really think 
he's going to sustain the same bad numbers that he had. I'm not really sure what went amiss with him, but he's done 100 plus a stack of times. He's done 115 before. You know, he's a beast. He's got a ceiling. He's consistent. I just think he needs to stay healthy. Um, and by all accounts, he's doing that this preseason. So I'm I'm pretty keen on him at 722k. I hate it. I hate you. No. <laughs> you still kiss me. Yeah, oath, mate. Oath. <laughs> um, no, I actually do hate it because I think I can't see him playing enough tog to to get like significant stats. I think they're slowly they're slowly trying to replace him in that midfield. I think hence the you, need to recruit Titch. I think you are very wrong about that. The, right. Them them trying to replace him is could not be further from the truth. I think last year they he played lowish tog and was spending a bit more time forward because he was injury riddled throughout the whole year, but he's their best midfielder hands down without a doubt. He's 29. They're not, they're not trying to replace him. I just think they were trying to get him through the season. But that, um, but why, why wouldn't that be the case this year? Like, I think whatever, like at his age, it's just going to like, I think it just comes down to, he's just going to take managing regardless. I think it just comes down to health. Like he's, He's healthy this year. He's had a he's had a clean preseason it, and recent history, mate. Like he's been, like I said, he's done 115. He's done 100 plus five times. It, he's a 29 year old. He's you know healthy. There's no there's surely no way he's going to be as bad as he was last year. I just I can't say. We see time and time again these players, especially primo mids, will have one down year and then they'll come back they and, and just up. switch it switch it back and and go back to being a player that were. You make a good point. Like 29 is definitely not too old. Like there's – you should be playing good footy at 29. Yeah. Um, And I guess you look at players like Boke, Mark Murphy, that like, yeah, you should you should be able to still put up big numbers at 29. But it comes – there there are other risks. Not risks, but like other factors like he plays for Collingwood. Yeah, I don't think that is going to be a problem. Their numbers weren't huge last year, but and they were good. They were better. They, they were, were better for it. But they don't. They on last year's team, they didn't historically have any fantastic fantasy scorers except Adams, and he had a down year. But Crisp wasn't that much worse than normal. Pendles is thirty five now, so he's old. Dacos came in and had a good year. I don't, yeah, but I, you see it with your eyes. They don't. Like they used to chip it around a lot. Like even guys like Jeremy Howe used to drop big numbers. Yeah, but Taylor Adams' game style has never been, you know, really getting amongst the chipping it around. A he's he's bit, an though. inside grunt player. You have to to average one fifteen, but yeah, you do. But he's an inside grunt player who tackles and you know is, is mostly a contested base. I don't think he's going to just drop off the face of the earth. Yeah, I'm not about it. <laughs> but we'll move on. We I, I reckon this discussion will just keep going. All right, leading into preseason. So I've got one more player that I'm keen on that isn't in my team right now, and it's Wits. Um, it's the same sort of thing. It's just a, the rucks are a bit of a merry-go-round at the moment. There's no set. Um, there's not no real set top two. He's cheap. He's underpriced based on his history. He's done a hundred plus before. He's done ninety plus, I think, five times. Um, last year was his first year back from his ACL. He played every game. Um, and he actually averaged pretty well. I think him improving on that slightly has him right up where, right up there with the top few rucks. Yeah, I um, I don't have too much to add to that. I, I like Wits. Um, 
I love everything that he represents. <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know. He's not. That was a weird way of des- just, describing which. <laughs> you reckon? I love everything that he represents. You don't? You don't? Just big, big, tall, orange men. <laughs> love it, mate. <laughs> No, he's a gun, and he should he should be back to ninety five plus, which has him up there. With yeah, the, with yeah, the but I I don't think yeah no I I, I like wits, but I, just as a bit of a unique option. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, so is there any popular picks that you are avoiding, or any any players that you're just not keen on that have high ownership, or you're hearing chat about on the socials? Yeah, the first one of those is Tim English. But he's he's one of those guys that could make me eat my words. Yeah, it's another one. He started last year so well, but it's just a part of the unsurety of the rucks, the ruck situation at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He could he could be good, but he has a tough draw to start with. And yeah, he's not a player that you love having in your team, is he? Neither of us are really fans. <laughs> the big fans of it. Mate, he's he cooked my season last year. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Yeah. Um just I'm not I'm I haven't been big on it all preseason. I don't know. I just think he's he's expensive for Yeah. For considering all the rocks you can he'll throw be a, a top, blanket. He'll over be him. a top three ruckman. Oh. Definitely a top three ruckman. But he uh maybe not. But <laughs> yeah, it's that that's the point with the but rucks. you're paying They're he's all like close. he's like the most expensive ruckman. Why would yeah, why would you pay for the most expensive there? When the rest are so so close, yeah. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Tom Green. Why? Yeah. Well, I'm keen on yeah. Green. He also could be one that could make me eat my words. He's lean and he's mean and he's a fighting machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's big. big well, yeah, he's pretty big. He's a, he's actually big he's a, lad. He's a beast. Right? He's stocky <laughs> lad. He's huge. Which is exactly why I'm not picking him. I reckon he's got a big willy. All right, you, you can tell by you can tell by his face. He just he's got, he's got a hog. All right, we're, we're sorry. This is this is going to be our, our second petition, right? Get Doc into the hog, the hog squad. Yeah, along with Tom Green, <laughs> Tom Green, hog squad. I like it. I like it. Our hogs. Um. Yeah. No, he just has like that face. That <laughs> just speaking of his face. You just I, like I can just clearly picture it being like it's the Sean Darcy vibes, isn't it? Looking back at you, you see you see him and you're like, oh, he's just red and like puffed. Like I I, I never <laughs> see him not looking out of breath. And I think like I think there's something to that, right? Like I'm sort of being funny, but he doesn't spread for like plus sixes. He's just a beast on the inside. Yeah, he doesn't. And and I I don't know GWS. It's it's hard to read. Like I know he's gonna get CBAs. And I know he's got improvement. He will be their highest CBA getter this year. Probably. It'll be him or Cogs. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that the best fantasy players spread. Yeah. They play inside, but they also run I think, to get points on the outside. I think that comes with a few years in the system as yeah. well. Now but, that he's older, I could see him getting a bit more fitness under his belt. Maybe it's like Crips. Think about yeah. Crips in his first couple of years. There was no spreading at all. It was just clearances, and that was it. And yeah. then he sort of turned into the player that he is now. Yeah. 
But 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 think about where Green is priced. You want him to take like a big step. A big leap. Yeah, it's hard to. He's he's in an awkward price range to be like, yeah, he's gonna he's one oh five plus. Well, yeah, for me, I I can't actually justify starting with Green over Adams, and I know I'm in it a massive minority with that. Well, a, a small minority, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just yeah, he's a bit awkwardly priced. I couldn't. I probably couldn't do it over some of the other players. Yeah, but this is the point I'm trying to make, right? Like there are plenty of guys nah. that are high CBA nah. guys, right? That are inside beasts, right? That yeah. are like physical players, like Cripps for the first like couple of years of his career. Yeah. Jacob Hopper. Mate, Hopper. Matt, Matt Rowell. Don't like, they never made that step. Anyone to Hopper. He's just bad. <laughs> He's just straight up bad. Yeah, but that's that's Tom Green. He's not. Green is a beast and he's got tools. Hopper is bad. He's a tool. He's just bad. No. Okay. But this is the this is the point I'm trying to make. He's in that mold. Like think about Ollie Wines. Ollie Wines did make that step, but think about how many years it took. Yeah. And there was no, there was never any indicator. It was just like, oh, randomly one year, Ollie Wines decided he wanted a brown low, so he'd run a little bit harder. He'd run his chubby little legs a bit harder. Big fatty. Yeah, okay, I get you. Move, moving on. You get what I'm saying though, right? That I'm avoiding Tom Green because I don't think that high CBAs are going to automatically make him a 105 guy. Yeah, I somewhat disagree, but I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, Who else? Who else is on your list? Uh, Dawson. I think he's, I think he's maxed. I yeah. I think he really is maxed. And I, I think he's due more attention this year as well. Agree. Even if he's not maxed, he's very close to it. I, yeah. I can't really see a lot of upside there. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Sicily. This is an he interesting could, one. He could, he could be better. Th- yeah, this is an interesting one because a lot of people are keen on sick this year. I've seen. But how much could you realistically see sick averaging? Well, he's just he's coming off a career high year. Um, sick dog. Yeah, it's hard to see any upside, man. Especially the. The Hawks are going to be bad this year. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But the better they are, the more attention you'll get. So it's kind of like a trade-off. Um, you know, he'll take a lot of kickouts this year. So, you know, just I can't see improvement. I really can't. If he does improve, maybe five points. Yeah, like a, he could do a, I can see him doing 100, but like. Not enough to justify. He's, he's priced starting. close to it. So we, I don't, it doesn't excite me. We have seen it as well in the past that when, even within games, when he starts sort of getting off the leash. So they would just put someone on to, yeah. to clamp him up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Talk me through yours, Cuz. Uh, I've got a few. So the first one that I'm pretty keen to avoid is Laird. And this is kind of against the grain, which is the point of this segment. But he's just too expensive. And, you know, he was massive last year. But, again, we're all about value here. I can't see any upside. I No, no upside at all. I think – at best, he does what he did last year, and at worst, he does one ten, which is if you're paying up for a guy that's priced at one twenty and he does one ten, you're just immediately on the back foot. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a thousand percent with you on that. Um, I've got Andy on my list. Yeah, similar thing. Andy was awesome last year. I love the way he plays. I love he runs, what he represents. I love everything he represents. <laughs> <laughs> He runs hard on both sides of the ball. Um, he spreads, but I think he's going to get more attention this year. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to see where the upside might be from where he is. I think he definitely can go to another level, but I don't know if that's 
this year, not with the attention that he's going to get. Yeah, I think mate, he might still be a, a couple of years away from really becoming a, a, a mega mega star of fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I, he has the ability, I think, to do one twenty plus, but I don't think he's going to do it mega this year. Star. Yeah, uh, who else you got? Uh, Stewart. Similar reason to Sicily, I think just too much defensive attention coming his way this year. Um, the Cats are a different team when you shut down Stuart. He can put up massive numbers when he gets off the leash, and that's something that you'd be a bit concerned about going unique against him. But, again, he's going to get defensive attention, um, and I just don't think you can really do it in classic. Yeah. I think he he's one of those guys that you always, I don't know, th- like think one day they're going to really like take another step but he's never been able to put like big numbers for a whole season you know the only way that he does is if Geelong somehow start just being bad and teams don't need to put defensive attention into him to win to win games against Geelong yeah yeah it's he's too he's too important to that team to to like let have like a whole dominant season you know he's so damaging with the ball now you kind of you kind of have to clamp him up yep um, Sinclair, I'm keen to stay away from Sinclair. Yeah. He peaked last year in his age, I think 28 season. He'd been in the comp for so many years. Um, not really shown a whole lot from a fantasy point of view before that. I can't see him sustaining it. There's no real indicators for why it even happened. Um, no real evidence to say that he could sustain it. So I'm very keen to be against Sinclair. I think if you start with him in classic, you're you're silly man. You're very or woman, a very silly man or woman. Um, and one more popular pick that I'm keen to avoid is Doc. It's an interesting one. You, I guess to, to be honest, the further we go into this preseason, the more keen I'm getting on yeah. Doc. Initially, my thoughts were. He's priced close to his max. I can't see a lot of upside. But now that we're sort of making the case for more and more defenders to drop off, it's easy to see how he would be 15 points higher than the next best. And in that case, you probably want to start with him. So (laughs) he's uh, in the running for hog status. Hog, absolute hog status. The cousins are going to anoint him with hog status along with Tom Green. Tom, Tom Green and Doc. Yeah. Yeah. And Ollie Wines. Not Ollie Wines. No, yeah. Ollie Wines can yeah. get away. From- Ollie Wines. Ollie Wines loves a plus six. Season. Ollie Wines is never getting hog status. No, yeah. we should. We Every- should actually be more respectful of this hog status because uh, like Doc, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> we were serious about giving, anointing him with some sort of honorary like. It's, it's immediately turned then, into a meme. <laughs> yes. Yeah, straight away. Now it's just ironic. Like these guys who don't run for plus sixes. Yeah. Like, but they're, they're hogs. Oh. Ollie Wines actually deserves the words I said about Roy Laird in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up with a couple of quick fire questions for each other. So who do you want to start, Cuz, or do you want me to start? Quick, quick fire names. You can. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Quick fire names. And it's just the, what, how are we going about this? Yes, yes or no? Yes or no. All right. Or, or. And, and we can't back this up with any justification. You just have to say like. Yes or no. I, yeah, or just some weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you if you're unsure, yeah, so hit me, hit me. You hit me first. Why not? And we okay, and we might have some crossovers, but they, it's all part of the the cousins' experience is just hearing who's keen on who. So, all right, I'm gonna ask Keebs first. So, 
First name is Zachy Butters. Yes. Moore. No. Riley O'Brien. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Darcy Tucker. No. Nah. Cunnington. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could, yeah. 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 Bose. Yep. I actually thought for a second it said Bowie, but it's not. Um, Sarong. Yeah. Hall. No. Goulden. No. Shera. Just just on Goulden, I love having been draft, but yeah. you you wouldn't do it Keeper, in class. In fact. Yeah, yeah, in Keeper. All right, Chera. No. Ed Richards. Yes. Zorko. Yes. Wow. Okay. I won't say no more. Keys. Ben Keys. Yes. <laughs> Chad Wingard. No, never, ever. He's just never, he, ever. Look at his price. No, mate. Never, ever. Whitfield. Not not as a pure mid. X airy. Yep. You could consider it. And then Doc. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you just said no before. Hey, you just I, made a case for a no. Hey, and no, no uh, but you said you actually, said no, and now you said yes. no. You can't. You can't just talk over me. I I immediately made the case against no. If you listen to the words I said, I didn't listen. We're, to we're gonna, we're gonna have to call a timeout and listen <laughs> back to the pod. No, 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 no. Let's let's smash through. All right, dog is a yes. All right, cool. If you if you're feeling hit, sexy, hit me with yours. Hit me with yours. All right, so Hayden Young. Yes. Salem. Yes. Rowbottom. No. Simpkin. Yes. LDU. No. Butters. Yes. Oh, yes. Mills. No. Neil. Not to start with. Neil? Yeah. No. Really? That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Parish. Yes. Anderson. Noah Anderson, obviously. Noah. Lions. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we I don't even want to get into it actually. Let's just leave it at that. Uh Rob. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Zorko. Nah. Nah, I could uh, I no. We'll circle we'll circle back. Raul. No. Never been keen on it. Josh Ward. Not at this stage, no. Hobbs. No. Day. No. Doc. No. Really? Okay. Yeah, but like, sorry, I made it sound like a firm no doc. No, you said. <laughs> I'm going, I, I want to I retract that and give a softer no. Yeah, so. A soft no on doc. The doc, yeah, doc is interesting. Again, he could be. 15 points better than the next best defender. Yeah. And if you if you sort of think that's going to be the case, then I think you have to launch into him, which does contradict- Did 15 points? Potentially. Well, he, he did I a one- He did a 110. He's done a one sixty. You don't see another defender popping up for a 100-plus average? Yeah, there'll be some. <laughs> Gus. Gus is probably going to be out there as well. He's he's the one, but- Actually, yeah, none of us put Gus in our quickfire. Gus is- I think it's just because Gus is a pretty firm yes. 
from on my end anyway. Yeah. He's not currently in my team. It's a, it's a soft year for I'm, me. I'm keen to see his role, but. Yeah. I think he's an awkward price though. He could he could be a D1 or yeah. otherwise you're probably fading him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at this stage, Doc is a no for me, but there's a, a pretty easy path for me to say yes. Yeah. But just circling back to Zorko, what are your thoughts then? You said no. Yeah, it's it's purely based on trauma, really. Trauma. Yeah. Did you did you get him in last year? <laughs> More than once, cuz. Oh, we both did. We I, I honestly <laughs> forgot. You, yeah, you you were that traumatized that you actually deleted it from your memory. No, I've got too many good memories of Zorko. No, to, I actually have heaps of good memories. To are be, you getting up the stats, are you? I am. <laughs> to be burnt too badly. Jamie, get up the stats. <laughs> He's just had some Did massive years. The, the main thing that I, I wanted to touch on with Zork is that his price at 82.6. But if you take out his the games he was subbed off in last year, which is three games, which is much more than you would like, his average goes up to 92. He's got history of just putting up huge fantasy numbers. He's got a massive ceiling. His role has always kind of been forward mid. He went back to that towards the end of the year. Man, I think he could be back to 95 plus. Age is the concern, but he could be very underpriced. You know what I want to see from him is less forward time. And more what? I, I want to see him off halfback like, properly. Nah. Yeah. I, <sighs> he dropped some massive games last year. Yeah. He, you saw it. I saw it. He did. And it was when he was battling a calf. He did. I, and then when he got fitness, they moved him into the midfield. And that's when he, he did have a couple of good games in the midfield. And then he was like more mid forward. Because McCluggage was starting to get more midfield time. And then that's when he was like really dropping. And and also like injuries. So there's there's a lot of factors if you really dive into it. But honestly, he was doing some dirty things off half back. And when he's at his best, he he gets he like loves to sprint into that space of half back. Like he roams everywhere. Yeah, he does. He's that kind of play. He loves it in his hands. The thing with the thing with the half back is just that he was there to so he could play basically because he was that beat up. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But, but they, it, because he's getting older, right? They might transition him into that role, but yeah. not be injured. You know what I mean? But I don't think that's like he was literally limping in a couple of those games. I can't. He still dropped like one tens. I can't say it. To, to be, I think he goes back to forward mid. I you know I would be interested, but it's it's my concern with the halfback thing is I think they were deliberately trying to get the ball into his hands because he could, couldn't really get the ball on his own. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, I, I I I don't have the kahunas to start with him. Yeah, I wouldn't start with him straight off the bat. But if I'm he's wa- interesting, if I if I'm watching preseason, bre- bre- <laughs> Brisbane's preseason game and the intra club, and he's doing Zorko things and being a little pest who tackles and sprints out of the mids, he'll be hard to ignore. He's cheap. Hard to ignore. Yep. Yeah. Just like. Kissing, kissing your cousin. Why well, I was going to make it weird, man. <laughs> Just sitting here trying to make a podcast about AFL fantasy. Yeah, sorry. I'm feeling intense <laughs> vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be cut. That's that's a wrap on the pod. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And on that note, if you're still listening, which you should, there's gonna which, be there's gonna be some beeps in there, but <laughs> there's a couple of bleep bleepers, bloopers, bleepers. Um, now honestly, if you've made it this far, we uh <laughs> we appreciate you, and yeah, thanks for checking it out. We've just been talking AFL fantasy. We've got so much more content coming your way. 
the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. And if you haven't made it this far, you need to take out your phone, find us wherever you can, and get a grit. <laughs> the Cousins, don't forget it. Don't you don't you better not forget it. <laughs> I'll be mad. All right, no, seriously, see, nah, see you later. Yeah, but seriously, if you forget, we're gonna have problems. Just like me and Rory Laird did. <laughs> and then maybe I'll apologize to you on next week's pod. Yeah. Alright, sounds good. No, don't we'll see. We'll see do not for the apology. Don't forget it. Don't don't forget the name. The cousins. Sear it. <laughs> Alright, no, see, all right, I'm wrapping us up. Sear it onto you've, your you've, brain you've, forever. You've had you've had enough brand it had enough air time onto your skin <laughs> and stare at it every morning. The cousins. Do not forget the cousins. (laughs) All right, bye.